Welcome to church. Welcome to Hope DXB. So good to have you all with us this afternoon. Uh, if you're new, if you're here for the first time, we welcome you as well. It's such a joy and a privilege to have you join us at our church service. Uh, so good to have Priscilla's parents with us as well uh, this afternoon. Thank you for coming, and we welcome you all. It's so great. To, you know, it's, it's, it's really a wonderful thing to, to, to have and welcome people into our community, into our family. Uh, my family and I, we're happy to be back. You know, we're really happy to be back. We really had a good break. I don't know if you missed us or no, but, <laughs> but uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, we thank God for all that he's doing. We thank God for, for connections. We thank God for, for the team that's out here, you know, and it's just been amazing. It's just been absolutely amazing to know that, you know, we've got amazing people who can make sure service goes on and, uh, you know, just trust that no matter what happens, God is fully in control. God is fully in control. And so, you know, I was going to say something and then I lost my train of thought. But uh, over this last, over this last uh, eight to ten days, uh, you know, there's, there's been this common language. There's been this common language that that uh, I've been hearing that I've been hearing people speak about. You know, the different kinds of people that we've been meeting. We met some amazing people. You know, some amazing connections. And you know, it's so amazing that as Christians, no matter where you go in the world, no matter where you may go, I want you to know one thing: we have a family in every part of the world. You know, that's the privilege. That's the God-given privilege we have. That no matter where we go, no matter, no matter uh, how much of a stranger we may think we are, you know, even if it means going to a new place for the first time, we can be rest assured that we have a family present over there who will welcome us no matter who we are, where we are from, or what we do. We have a family present. And, you know, we've obviously, for me, one of the greatest things one of the greatest things that I'm committed, one, one of the most important things that I am committed to as a believer in Jesus Christ. No matter where I am in the world, I find it important to be part of a church community every Sunday. We were on a holiday, it's great. It's great to be on a holiday. But there is something about being part of a church community that allows God to ignite something on the inside of you. And so the common language that I've been experiencing and hearing and, and listening to over these last couple of days has been the need for connection. Whoever I met with, you know, we are in a post-COVID era. You know, COVID hasn't left yet. It's still uh, trying to linger. It's lingering around. You know, but in this post-COVID area, what is it that, what, what is the church's stand? What does the church need to do? What's the place that the church, what's the place of the church? I want you to know first, let me settle this. COVID cannot stand before Jesus. It has to bow down and it has to be crushed completely. And, 
at times as a church, we allow fear to settle in, not realizing and misunderstanding the authority that we've been given. The church in this time, in this post-COVID era, needs to connect more than ever before. You know, it's great. I have nothing against YouTube preachers, YouTube pastors. There are great leaders and pastors all over the world. And I know during the time of COVID, a lot of people have made YouTube pastors their pastor. I have no problem. I learned from so many people online. I have messages that, are, that, 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 that I hear and listen to on YouTube that fuel me up, that fire me. But I'm not part of that community. God has given me a local community that can strengthen me, that can nurture me, that can be there for me in the highs and the lows, and I need to connect with that community. And listen, this is not just a language in Dubai or in the UAE. This has become the language worldwide where, where people have forgotten what it is like to get back into community. You know, and so I've been talking to, I, I, we, met some, we met a lot of amazing people and each of them were just trying to explain and navigate through this need for connection, for community, getting back into connection. You know, one thing is, it's very easy to have the desire to be connected. It's very easy to have the desire to be connected. And you can connect for a while. But what is hard is staying connected. If, you were, if you're wondering, that's not my point. That's the, top, that's the title of my message. <laughs> What's very hard is staying connected. You know, we, about three point, over 3.5, 3.6 billion people are connected to the internet. There are, there are over, over three, two, two and a half, three billion monthly active Facebook users. You know, sometime back Instagram reported over 600 million monthly active users and over 400 million daily active users. It just shows that we wanna see what's happening around the world. We wanna see what's happening in people's lives. We wanna see the real, we wanna see the highlight reel of the day. You know, our world is more connected now than we've ever been. We have access to get to know people, see into their world, and reconnect with people from our past. All with the swipe of the screen. All with the swipe of the screen. Let me say this and establish this before I move on. We have this little device called a mobile phone. Everyone has a mobile phone? I'm not gonna ask you to put on your flashlight and do kumbaya. We have this device and uh, the charger connected to the phone is useless by itself. But when the charger is connected to a power source, it can not only charge your phone, but give you the ability to use it over a, over, over a number of days, depending on what phone you have. It could be one day, it could be more than a week. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not gonna 
the name drop phones. But depending on, you know, depending on the kind of device you have, it can, it, it gives you the ability to use it for that amount of time and then you plug it into your charger again. And that charger needs to be connected to a power source. The first connection that we need to establish in our lives, and you know where I'm getting at, the first connection that we need to establish and stay to that connection is God and God alone. The first connection that we need to establish is with God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Without having a relationship with God, without allowing yourself to come to that place where you are drawing out from God and receiving an infilling in your own life, you will never be able to move on through the week. You will never be able to go through the week. It is very important that every single day, no matter how great or how bad the day might have been, we need to constantly taste and see that the Lord is good. We need to plug into the main source of power. You cannot have that connection on a, on a Monday and then go through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thinking that I'm powerful enough with just one point of connection. It will drain you out just as when you don't connect your phone, when you don't charge your phone, it drains out this battery. It will drain you out completely. Now this is a gadget. You can charge it once in a way. I mean, you can charge it in a week, maybe once or twice. But if you want fuel to go through the next, if you want fuel and you want to be charged up, you want energy, you want to experience joy unspeakable, you want to experience gladness, you want to experience, you want to experience breakthrough in your life so that from your life it can flow through someone, from your life it can flow through someone else's life, you need to be plugged in every single day. You need to be plugged in every single day. You know, even though we are more connected now than ever before, we are more lonely. We are more lonely, we're more isolated, we're more disconnected. We, have, we are having a hard time feeling known. We have the power of connection at our fingertips. But we don't really know how to connect. We don't quite know how to connect. We become, we become accustomed to the ease of internet connection where we don't have to be completely honest, where we can upload the highlight reel of life without actually having to step into the mess of anyone's life. You know, I, I, I bet each of you over here can think of a lot of reasons, of a lot of reasons, a long list of reasons to not look for connection at church. To not look for connection at church. For example, connection means you can't hide from people. Connection means you can't hide from people. They will know if you don't show up, like we do right now. They will know if you don't show up. Connection is intimidating. Maybe you feel like you don't have it all together and the people around you do. 
Connection requires curiosity. We don't want people to see our mess and we don't want to see theirs. Connection means vulnerability. And it takes a lot of courage to be the real you in person. You know, now all of, all of these reasons are valid reasons to remain disconnected or to just look for connection outside the church. But deep down, you and I know, deep down, you and I know that we desire a real form of connection. We desire a real form of connection. We want someone to know and accept us just the way we are. Even though we have friends in real life and friends online, why would someone look to the church for connection? Here's what I know to be true. Here's what I really know to be true about finding connection through the church versus finding connection with friends in real life or online. The first thing I want to say is you learn more about God when you connect with others at church. Somebody say an amen. You learn more about God when you connect with others at church. The Bible says in John 15 verses 5 to 7, I am the wine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I just want to go to that first part of the passage. I am the wine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's the power source that I was talking about at the very beginning. Without God, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to be that person from which people draw out, people get strengthened, people get encouraged, people pluck out from the fruit that you have received, that you are becoming, that you are being molded to become by connecting to the power source. If you want to be that person, you need to be connected. Because it's, as, it's not me saying it, it's, it's as simple as it can get. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The first connection, obviously, that we need to, that we need to establish as Christians, as people who, 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 who long to have a relationship with God, that first connection is with God. You need to establish and develop that love relationship with God. And you need to understand, let me take this a bit further. When God created Adam and Eve, it was out of his love for family. The people around you are the family that God has placed you in. If you say, I love God, you need to love God's family as well. 
Very few amens to that. If you say, I love God, you need to love the community that you feel God has plugged you into. We cannot say, I love God, but I don't love the church people. We cannot say, I love God, but I don't love community. We cannot say, I love God, but I'm okay to be at home and listen to a sermon online. God, God created community for you and for me. God has places in community for you and for me. God has places in community so that what he has put on the inside of us can be let out into the community. That's what the book of Acts was. They saw whatever they had so that they could give and receive, give and receive, give and receive. You know, we're living in a time, we're living in a time right now, I believe theology is important. I believe everything, everything uh, around, I mean, the Bible is our foundation. Nothing that we do is out of the Bible, it is within the Bible, and that is a solid foundation. But we're living in a time where as families we need to be strengthened and united and know that God has put us together for a time and a reason and we need to stay connected. We need to stay connected. If you feel, you know, if you feel, God, I'm here. This is where you've placed me. This is where you've planted me. I want you to know that there are a whole bunch of people who have a lot to receive from you. There are a whole bunch of people who have a lot to receive from you. Have you ever sat in a circle with other friends or you've gone for coffee, you've, you've had a meal with others, and uh, you know, you've sat across someone and they've, ex they've, they've shared with you what God has recently done in his or her life. You know, they shared stories of breakthroughs, stories of of, of, of victory, you know, something that they've been praying for a while and God just came through. I'm pretty sure your faith was strengthened. I'm sure you sat across the table over there and took a sip of your coffee and you'd be like, man, that's such a bad story. Wow, why would God do that? Why would God do something like that, like that for you? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Of all the people in the world, God should have either done it for me or for somebody else. You don't deserve it. No, no, no. We don't say that. We shouldn't say that. Okay, we shouldn't be jealous about what God's doing for someone else. If God blesses somebody else with a million dollars, praise God. God, I thank you. Bless my brother. Bless my sister. I thank you for what you've done for them. You've got other blessings for me. We're not called to be jealous about people's blessings. I'm, I'm a firm believer that if God has done and brought about breakthrough with someone else, you are not far away from that. Someone else might have received that job breakthrough and you're still waiting, you are not far away from that. Someone else might have received that healing, you are not far away from that. Someone else received that job or that promotion, that business breakthrough, you are not far away from that. God has no favorites. If you're part of a community, the community is his family. The community is a place where he wants to work and pour out his blessings and bring about breakthrough and victory for the entire community. You are not far away from that. Yes. You know, in a situation like that, I'm pretty sure 
You've walked away encouraged. You, I've been so encouraged on this trip, just hearing what God's doing in different pastors and leaders' lives. I'm like, man, God, you're not doing that in Dubai. Why? No, no, no. We celebrate. We celebrate what God's doing. Because celebration, when you celebrate, you are indirectly encouraging yourself that God, what you did, I, I'm celebrating what you've done for my brother or, or my sister, and I believe I'm celebrating because I know mine is on the way. You know, Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. First thing I said is, it's very important to stay connected and be part of a church community because you learn more about God when you connect with others at church. The second thing is you learn more about yourself when you connect with others at church. You learn more about yourself when you connect with others at church. You know, for me, there have been so many times in my life where I've gained insight into who I was because I've allowed someone to speak into my life. You know? I have, I have a person who I consider like an older brother, a mentor. I mean, many of you, we, we, we've had him preach uh, on a video service a couple of times now at this church, Pastor Nigi Raibode. He doesn't tell me things for me to just feel good about myself. Those are the right kind of relationships. You know, I don't want to tell you something just, just to make you feel happy. I want to tell you the right thing. I want to tell you the right thing. You know? And over the past, over the past so many years, he's told me things, he's seen things in me, both positive and negative, that I myself couldn't see. You know, the beauty is that when you open yourself to others, the beauty of that is when you open yourself to others, you allow light to shine in some dark places. You may not know that those dark places, you may not know that those dark places exist in your life, but when you open up to others, someone who's Christ-minded, someone who you know would say things to lift you up for your good, to allow, you to, become a, for, to allow you to become and see you becoming a better version of yourself, you allow light to shine in some dark places. You know, sometimes we need encouragement, advice, wisdom, direction, or a place to confess. God knew, God knew that finding connection with other Christians is the avenue for those things, which is why it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. We are all called to encourage each other. You know, some people may say, we talk about the prophetic. You know, we talk about the prophetic. Uh, I, I believe in the prophetic. I believe in the power of prophecy. And sometimes, you know, people say, I, don't, I cannot prophesy. I don't know how it is to prophesy. You know what prophetic is? You know what the word, you know what the prophetic is? Simply encouragement from you to another human being. The prophetic is, the, the, the role of the prophetic is to encourage, edify, and bring comfort. What does encouragement do? 
Does it do the same or it doesn't do the same? Does the same, right? Encourage, when you encourage somebody, you're edifying them, you're comforting them. And some people think that I don't know how to be prophetic. We are not all called, not everyone's called to be a prophet and function in the office of a prophet, but everyone has the ability to prophesy. Why? Because God is always speaking and everyone who has a relationship with God has the ability to hear God. Which is why we can all prophesy. We need to make it a habit to prophesy over people every single day. Just being encouraging. Just being encouraging. You know, an encouragement, we may not realize it, but an encouragement can go a long way for somebody else. How many of you thought Gloria did such an amazing job today? Few of you thought that that's absolutely amazing. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the few who clapped their hands. Great. I remember the first time she stood up over here and she did that. You know, it wasn't the same as she did today, but she was open for improvement. And today, man, I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know why I'm getting goosebumps. Because, I mean, this is my church family. If I don't encourage my church family, what am I doing? Today, I mean, today by, by just seeing, you know, what God spoke through her, it's absolutely amazing. Why? Because when she did it the first time, I didn't tell her, Gloria, you, man, that was rubbish. Gloria, that was absolutely rubbish. No. I said, you did a great job. You can, you know, these are some of the ways where you can improve, but you did a great job. An encouragement goes a long way. An encouragement goes a long way. We may, be not, we may not be in a place where, you know, we say at times, you know, at times we, 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 we bring on these unnecessary things on us. You know, and we have this kind of mindset. I, I hate the word mindset. You know, it just talks about a mind that is set on something. I love the word mind shift. I love the word mind shift because you, are, you realize and you identify and you know that my mind, I might have done this this way, but my mind's not going to be set on doing this. Someone must have said, oh, you might, have, you might need to improve in this area. I can have my mind set on it or I can allow my, I can allow my mind to shift and say I'm open to doing it a different way. I hate mindset. I hate the word mindset. You know, many a times our, mind, our mindset allows us to believe that, you know, there's nothing that I can give you. I can't do anything much for you. That's a lie of the enemy. We often don't realize how much God has put on the inside of us. You know, Peter told the man lying over there, silver and gold, we have none. What we have, we give to you. Look at what you have. Don't dwell on what you don't have. What you have is the power source. God, your father, that connection, that needs to be strong. When you have that strong connection, from that connection, you will be able to give everyone what is on the inside of you. Don't be in a place and say, I do not have. 
God has put gifts, talents, ability on the inside of you to bless not just a small bunch of people, but to bless the world over. Because I believe that people are not just called to be in this, in, 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 in this place, uh, you know, and just work and do whatever you need to do in this place. It's a great place. But I really believe that in times to come, God's going to take some of you to other places. And, don't be, and, and you're not just called to be limited to give something to this community. There's so much more that God's put on the inside of you. Even if it would, even if it would, would be to just encourage somebody. By encouraging someone and saying something good, it will go a long way. A long way. A long way. The last thing I want to say is, you realize you are not alone when you connect with others at church. You realize you are not alone when you connect with others at church. Have you been in a place where you're, you're struggling with something, you're disappointed, you're going through a season of of, of downs you know you're going through a season where things are not the best and you feel you felt you felt uh, ashamed to walk into a group setting or not being wanting and not or, or not wanting to be part of of a church community or setting because what am I going to share with them you know I'm in a mess right now what am I going to share with them Have, has anyone been in that place yeah quite a few of us but, but has anyone also been in that place where you've taken that step, you've, 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 you've built up that courage and you've gone and been in that group setting and you've shared what, you've, you've shared what you're feeling, what you're going through and someone else says, I'm going through the same thing. I'm going through the same thing. I'm going through the same thing. And then somebody else says, you know what? I was going through the same thing but God brought me out and because God brought me out, I want to encourage all of y'all and tell y'all that if God can do it for me, he's more than able to do it for y'all as well. Has anyone been in that setting as well? Both the settings, you know, I, both the settings are quite different. I understand the first setting, but I would encourage you to draw up and, and, and muster that courage to be part of the second setting. Because when you're part of a church community, you realize that you are not alone. What you might be going through right now, what you might be struggling with, somebody else is going through the same thing and, and someone else has already overcome it. You are not alone. You are not alone. You know, I just want you to know that today, whatever you might be going through, you might not be vocal about it, but you are not alone. In this church, in this community, I really believe that God's called us to be a community-based, family-based church. You know, we love the people that God has blessed us with. We want to be intentional of being connected and in each person's life. I want you to know that you are not alone. You are not alone. The first person that you have with you always is God. And God has placed us together for you to realize you're not alone. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 to 4. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort. I love that part. Who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God.
Yeah, I mean, don't, you don't have to feel shy to clap, okay? Just, just go ahead. So, you know, God never intended for us to do life alone. Relationships with other Christians reveal the power of the Holy Spirit in each of us. Revealing relationships with other Christians reveal the power of the Holy Spirit in each of us, drawing us together and pulling us towards authentic community. You know, as I close, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say, you know, I really want you to be connected. It's my desire. But I'm not gonna say I really want you to be connected. I really feel you need, you need to be connected. I know that I'm in the presence of like-minded Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit. I know that I'm in great company. I know right now I'm the presence of people who love family, who have a desire for family, and have a longing to grow family. I'm not going to force any of you to be like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, you know, please be, please. No, no, no. I know that I'm in the, I'm, I know that I'm in great company. Today, this afternoon, I'm in great company. And you have the ability to decide for yourself and know what God wants to do in your life. For you, in you, and through you, for the community. You know, maybe it means joining a small group. Maybe it means joining a team to serve. Whatever it is. I just want to encourage you. When, you. when you come to church, don't hide. Don't allow yourself to be hidden. When you show up, show up completely. When you show up, show up completely. When Jesus went on the cross, he didn't say, oh, I think this, this, has, been a really, this has been a really hard journey. Maybe I should just get off the cross. He showed up completely and completed the work that was set before him. When you show up, show up completely. Be fully present. Be, choose to be curious and interested in the people that God has placed around you. Choose to be curious and interested in the people God has placed around you. You know, one of the greatest catalysts that results in us growing in godliness and maintaining the course is not whether, is, is one, one, of the, one of the greatest catalysts that results in us growing in godliness and maintaining the course is whether or not we have authentic relationships with other people in our lives. Whether or not we have authentic relationships with other people in our lives. We need other people to push us, pull us, grow with us, and experience God's love with us. We need people around us to push us, pull us, grow with us, and to experience God's love with us. You know, and so today I just want to pray. I just want to pray and just ask God, what, what we see right now is not the end picture the greater things to come in store for this community. And I just want to pray that our hearts would be so tightly knit in this community. Our love for each other would be so strong in this community. We would have each other's backs, cover each other, pray for each other, 
and build from your own. Build from your own. Can we just stand? I know I have one announcement to make, but I really want to pray right now and then make that final announcement. Let's all just put out our hands. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for this community. We thank you, Lord, that we understand and we know that without a community, without a church family, we cannot function and do what you want to do in and through us. Lord, I just pray, Father, that each of us in these coming days would understand the value of where you've placed us. Would understand the importance of where you've placed us. Would understand that as much as I need the community, the community needs me. That each of us would understand that, God, you've placed me over here to help build and serve. And whatever it is that you've put on the inside of me, I know it's completely different from what you've given the others. But like I sang earlier this afternoon, God, here I am. My heart is yours. And I want to do what you want to do. I want to do all that you want to do. I, I want to do everything, anything and everything that you want me to do in this community. I just thank you, Lord, for what I have. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Give God a hand.